0: able to make it to the house of the
1: Lord glad you're with us uh, we uh, have I think we know most everybody um, but we do have Andy uh, and his family with us back behind Jonathan and Robin there they just moved here to the area from Arkansas so we're to welcome them and we'll dismiss our Sunday school children this time Asher's on the run. Amen. You got to corral them before you can take them downstairs. Amen. You can be seated today. Since we've been having a lot of speakers today, I I did want to speak today, but I also wanted to include the rest of our uh, pastoral team: Associate Pastor Ryan, Associate Pastor Maurice. Uh, But as you can see, maybe if you see Associate Pastor Ryan uh, somewhere around here, he's on call this week, so he's in scrubs. He's not a scrub. He's wearing scrubs. I'm thankful for his commitment to be in the house of the Lord, even though he's on call today. So today he's not we're not gonna hear from him, but that's the only reason, because he's gotta be ready in case the hospital calls him to come. He has to leave immediately, so. Rather than have the pressure of trying to speak and pay attention to his phone, uh, we let him off the hook for today, but Brother Maurice and I will split that time, so we're going to try to take about 15 minutes or less each, so don't be alarmed, we're not going to both preach a full sermon, we're going to try to preach, uh, we're going to tag team a little bit, so the theme of this week is freedom, so we're going to bring some encouraging words from the Lord today that God wants us to live in freedom, amen. Not just as a, a nation, but as individuals. God wants us to have freedom and truly be set free. So, Brother Maurice, come and deliver the word. Lord, I'm thankful again for all of our leadership here at this church. We are very, very blessed. Amen.
0: Like Pastor said, um, we got 15 minutes or less, and to prove that I uh, am going to stick to the time, y'all see that, timer, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, so nobody go to sleep, <laughs> please, <laughs> but I'm sure Ryan will probably give me a hand wave or something if I go too much over time, <laughs> So this weekend being the weekend before we celebrate our country's Independence Day, we want to talk a little bit about freedom, freedom. What does it mean to live in freedom? The Bible says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. For just a couple minutes here I'm going to speak to you about what it means to live free. Let us pray. Father God, we just come before you, Lord God, thanking you for your blessings, Lord Jesus. Father God, we ask, Father God, that you would, Father God, anoint this word, Lord God, I pray, Father God, that your peace and understanding would be upon us today, Lord God. Father God, we ask that your word, Father God, would penetrate our hearts, Lord God, today. Father God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So freedom, freedom is something that comes with a price. Take our armed forces, for instance. They put their lives on the line every day to protect our country's freedoms and liberties. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for our freedom. He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but yet his crown was a crown of thorns. He endured the cross so that we could live free from our sins. So what is freedom? Well, Merriam-Webster Dictionary says that freedom is the quality or state of being free. The absence of necessity, coercion or restraint, constraint in choice or action. Now, I thought that that wasn't direct enough, so I sought another definition for freedom. And this definition speaks clearly to me Freedom the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants. But it isn't in there. It's without hindrance or restraint. Now that is freedom. That's the type of freedom I want to live in. In the book of John, chapter 8, verse 36... Says this, and I'll be reading out of the Amplified. I'm sure Brother Louise will probably put the King James up, but you can follow along. It says, So, if the Son makes you free, the Son being Jesus, right? If the Son makes you free, you are unquestionably free. That means without doubt. There's no doubt in your mind. That you're free. Now the King James will probably say, For whom the Son sets free, ye shall be free indeed. You're free indeed. Right? right? Yes. Romans 12.1. Romans 12.1 says this. But there's a couple of things that I want to add before I get there. So we looked at the definition of freedom. And freedom says the power to think. The power to think. Romans twelve, two. Romans twelve and two says this. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually and how do we do that? How do we do that? By the renewing of our mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove For yourselves, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for your life. So we must be renewed in our mind. We must take on the thinking of God. We can't stand and and take on the thinking of this world because the things of this world are but temporal they will pass away but God's word is eternal it will last forever and forever and forever so that's the thought part of this, of this definition of freedom it starts in our thoughts right We can't sit idle by and allow other people's opinions, society's opinions, to dictate what we shall or shall not do. The only thing that matters is that we stand on the word of God. That's the only thing that matters. All right. Amen. So there's a few things that we must stand on when renewing our mind. There's a few things that we must stand on. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, believers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, and worthy of respect, whatsoever is right and conformed by God's word, so it must be confirmed by God's word, right? right? Not confirmed by the standard of the world, but confirmed by God's word. Right. <laughs> so if it doesn't line up with God's word, then we don't need to think on it, right? right. Yes. We don't need to think on it. We need to drop it like a bad habit, right? Yes. <laughs> it has to confirm and, conf- and con Conform to God's word. Whatsoever things that are pure and wholesome, whatsoever things that are lovely and bring peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there be any excellence, if there be anything worthy of praise, then think continually. Right. So, not just for a day, right? But continually. Right. Every day. Every day we have to die to the things of this world. Every day. Right. Every moment, right? Amen. Every moment. Sometimes every minute if you're me. <laughs> Because we live in a society that wants to tell us what we should do, how we should dress, what we should eat, what we should wear. But what is the does those, Do those things line up with the Bible? Do they line up with the Bible? And if you really think about it, if you conform to this, wor- this world, then you're really not free. Freedom comes with the ability to make up your own mind. Decide for yourself, right? We know that society changes like we change our clothes, right? One style is in and another style is out. Something is harmful for you, the next minute is good for you. (laughs) So if we lived by the standards of this world, really we're just a conformist, right? We're conforming to the world's standards. But we don't want to conform to the world's standards. We want to conform and conform to the word of God. Now some of us need to be free from some things. The, the, The enemy has been planting seeds in your mind. He's planted seeds in your mind and what we need to do is release those things. We need to be free from them. Think about it. There there was something that pastor said before I got up here and it actually I was pondering on this before he even spoke it out of his mouth but whatever you need freedom from God has already said it is finished. It is finished. If you need freedom from a mentality, a a certain mindset, freedom from addiction, freedom, freedom from a lack of faith, freedom from not trusting God, God has already said it is finished. So let us walk out of here today with greater freedom in Christ. You know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thy own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Amen. So let us live in freedom today as, as we celebrate this weekend. Let us think about the freedom that we have in Christ, okay? Amen. Amen.
1: Good job, Brother Maurice. Amen. Well, I'm going to have to jump right in. We're going to turn to Matthew 14. And I can't get in my normal rhythm today, so I have to speed up a little bit. Matthew 14, we're going to jump right in. Today, I'm going to just talk to us for a few minutes about living with freedom. As uh, Brother Maurice said, it starts here between our ears. And one of the greatest needs is for us to be set free from fear. To live with freedom... From fear. So Matthew fourteen gives us an illustration of a story starting with verse twenty two, where the disciples give us a model to live free from fear. Matthew fourteen and twenty two says straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes. Away. So the first thing we notice in this story is the disciples are obeying the will of God. They're doing what Jesus told them to do. And when he had sent his disciples away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. So here they are in the will of God following the direction of god following his plan for their lives and they find themselves in the middle of a ferocious storm the disciples learned that day that just because you're doing the will of god doesn't mean it's always going to be smooth sailing in this case literally sometimes things get harder before they get easier We pray and pray and pray, and it seems like things get worse. Sometimes it seems like everything in life is going against us, reaching our destination where Jesus has told us to go. And sometimes it seems like we're going to perish on our way to the other side. Sometimes it seems like Jesus has forgotten all about us. He went somewhere to pray. We may find ourselves saying things like I'm trying to do your will And it seems like everything is going wrong Where are you Lord? I don't think I'm going to make it I sure could use some help right now And in the fourth watch of the night Verse 25 says that Jesus went unto them Walking on the sea about nine hours after sunset, one source said, so at this time of year it would be about uh, maybe six in the morning or so, Jesus comes walking on the water. They've been rowing and toiling for hours. Their arms were tired. They were wet. They were scared. Life was not fun at this moment. They were not enjoying the work of the Lord at this time. <laughs> But the Lord comes to them, and verse 26 says, When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out, how? For? Anybody? We can all, most of us read, I think. What is that word? Fear. fear. Okay. They weren't like you, reserved about it. They cried out for fear. Fear. And because of the storm and the struggle, they had become disoriented to the point where it was hard to interpret reality. Instead of seeing Jesus as Jesus, they were assuming it was a spirit and they were afraid. And besides setting us free from fear, I believe that Jesus wants to deliver us from something that's equally as damaging and prevalent in our society, something called confusion with all the political and social upheaval, all the unpredictable weather patterns, the multitude of opinions that bombard us through media, whether it be newspaper or television or radio or social media, and the many outlets there, the ongoing spiritual warfare, and many other things we encounter, it can become easy to be disoriented and disillusioned and not even be able to recognize Jesus. Jesus when he's trying to help us sometimes our our brothers or sisters in Christ the body of Christ is trying to help us and we're scared we're so disillusioned and disoriented by the storms we're going through we shrink away from the very people that we should embrace and of course as the body of Christ we have the responsibility to handle people with love and care but when there are people you find that love and care for you, ask the Lord to give you wisdom to surrender and embrace them. Don't be afraid of help from Jesus. There's many things we can encounter that give us confusion in this life. But God wants to give us victory. John chapter 8 gives us a simple formula and it's right along with what we've heard from brother Maurice already John chapter 8 verse 31 through 32 John chapter 8 verse 31 says then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if there's a personal responsibility in this statement we have to do something if we continue in his word we think on His Word. We meditate on His Word. We believe His Word. And anything that's not in alignment with His Word, we discard it and we get rid of it. If we do that, then we are His disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So again, it's not about trying to Discredit everything in the world. It's just simple. You have a filter, the Word of God. If it's in line with the Word of God, it's true. If it's not, it's false. And the only way we're going to know that is if we know the Word. We have to be in the Word so that we're not deceived. The Lord will set us free from confusion as we focus on His Word. We don't have to live in constant confusion and wondering what is right. Get in the Word and God will show you. In verse 26, again, back to the story of the disciples in the storm. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, Be of good cheer that's a strange statement to tell somebody who's scared out of their minds be happy now that's not the words I need to hear right now it is I be not afraid in an article in the Christian Post Pastor Rick McDaniel says that in the gospel 125 times Jesus says something as an imperative statement something that we must do like love others these 125 statements are on the number of different topics or themes but the number one theme which is 21 times is a variation of don't be afraid the next closest is mentioned 8 times and that's love your neighbor what makes Christianity unique is that we are a faith that teaches love And yet, even though love is a central theme of Christianity, the number one statement that Jesus makes over and over and over again, almost three times more than love your neighbor, is don't be afraid. Jesus knew that fear would hold us back from His best for our lives. Fear keeps us three things quickly. Fear keeps us from loving deeply, It keeps us from giving freely and it keeps us from dreaming wildly. It keeps us from loving deeply because when we're afraid, we don't want to risk extending ourselves to the point where a relationship can be more than surface level. And the the result of that is we have no close relationships because we have no intimacy in our relationships. But when we allow Jesus to be our healer, We can love deeply again. He can heal those wounds and we can love again. We can overcome the chains of fear that came with abuse, disappointment or betrayal and we can love deeply again because He is a restorer. Fear keeps us from giving freely because it creates a scarcity mentality. You think there's only so much and if you give too much you're not going to have enough for yourself. You can never give freely. But without giving freely, you cannot be blessed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And it's only when we're able to give that we're truly able to receive. And this really comes down to trusting Jesus as our provider. That's the only way we can be set free from this fear, to trust Jesus as our provider. Recently, I had a a mentor in my life tell me that when he started pastoring, he decided he was going to not work a secular job and put all of his effort into the ministry, even though he had a very small congregation. But his statement was this. He said, God, if you can't provide for me as your man of God, I I need to be doing something else. We have to come to a point where we're trusting that Jesus is our provider. If I'm doing his will, he will provide. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a millionaire. But David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've, seen the righteous, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. God will always give us what we need when we learn to give. Lay aside the fear. There's not going to be enough. If God is whispering to give. Even if it's your last meal. Like the woman of the Old Testament. Give and see what happens. There will always be enough. When you go back to the cupboard. Be of good cheer. Fear not. And Peter in verse 28. Emblazoned with his normal boldness. Said Lord if it be thou. Bid me come unto thee on the water peter had great faith he was willing to step out of the unknown and the familiar peter was a fisherman he knew how to navigate water in a boat but this was something different navigating water on top of water <laughs> and god is calling us out of our comfort zone he's calling some of us to go in a different path than we've ever been before and it's going to take some faith and trust and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter was walking on the water. But when he saw the wind boisterous, verse 30, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Peter was fine as long as he was focused on Jesus. And I know this seems so simple today but it's something that's so simple we often don't do it we all know turn your eyes on Jesus trust in Jesus when I'm in trouble look to Jesus we know that but do we actually do it because when we do it and we call on him he is gracious and he is kind And He doesn't rebuke us and chastise us. He reaches down and He picks us up. And that sinking feeling of fear disappears. And you know what I'm talking about when something has got you scared and you just get that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. Like, ooh, what's about to happen? Jesus is the cure for that kind of fear he picks us up and rescues us in verse 32 when they were come into the ship the wind ceased because I skipped a verse there verse 31 immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand caught him said unto him O thou of little faith wherefore didst thou doubt and the Lord he'll rescue us and sometimes he challenges us a little bit why were you so worried why were you so concerned I'm right here brought him back to the ship and where they're coming to the ship the wind ceased then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him saying of a truth thou art the son of God and as a result of Peter's faith the rest of the disciples were able to see another side of Jesus and have even greater faith that he is the prince of peace in our lives people are watching how you navigate the storms of life your co-workers, your children, your family members anybody can walk with faith when times are good but how do you respond when times aren't so good how do you walk through the storm people are watching and as we respond in the right manner they too will come to know Jesus as their Savior. In conclusion, we'll read John 8.36. Nana could come at this time if she wants to. John 8.36, stop where we started. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. we could stand today again I'm thankful that you're willing to come to the house of God on a holiday weekend take some of your precious time and be here and God never ignores a sacrifice and I know it's more of a blessing than a sacrifice to be in the house of God but as brother Maurice alluded to we're here today as a living sacrifice we don't want to be conformed to this world but we want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and as we're transformed in the renewing of our minds we get to live a lifestyle where even if we have physical chains we are free because the inner man is free our mind our heart our spirit is free that's why paul and silas could sing praises at midnight They were locked up in chains, but their spirit was still free because they were in the presence of God and where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. So as we close today, I'm just going to encourage you to take a moment and just approach God. Whatever it is that you need freedom from today, the Lord is in this place. The one who is able to make you not just a little bit free, but free indeed. Doesn't mean we're not going to have struggles. Doesn't mean we're not going to have problems in life. Doesn't mean we're never going to have a situation that's hard. But when my heart is overwhelmed, David said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Today, I'm just trying to lead you to the rock. I'm just trying to encourage you come to the rock today, the immovable unshakable rock that does not change no matter how strong the storms of this world get we have an anchor and we have a shelter in Jesus Christ whatever your mind is struggling with today whatever is troubling your heart I ask you at the end of this time in the word to respond and be of good cheer respond by coming to the Lord and saying here I am Lord touch my heart touch my mind set me free today me free from my fear set me free from my anxiety set me free from the stress in my life and i'm not trying to patronize anybody i struggle with those things too all of us struggle with fear and and pressures and anxiety and stress all of us to a man and to a woman in this room we struggle with those things but i'm encouraging you he is the answer today jesus is still the answer in the next few moments if you'll let him He's going to release some chains. He's going to break some chains in your life. If you just respond in His presence. As Aungan begins to sing, let's just respond to Him today. Amen. He whom the Son sets free. It's free indeed. Let Him break those chains today. free the sets free. It's free Let Him set you free. Just lift up your hands today. The spirit today. Oh, the free, it's free He'll come inside with his spirit. Oh, the free, He'll fill you with faith free. today in the name of Jesus. He's going to fill you with faith, oh, the fill you free, with strength, fill you with peace today, everything's going to be all right. Take advantage of this moment to be set free.